Steve Carlegwell, as far degree sports line on Scarab Fake News Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome once again to Sportline Show here on Scarab Fake News Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with our Credit Union. And today, I show I'm joined as well by co presenter Pat McNamara. And what a begin the sport we have here, we have in the county this weekend. We have Camogie semi finals, uh, county finals in junior A, intermediate and senior. We're going to be joined in uh, here by with Sean, by analyst Shauna Holland and Danny Chaplin. And we're going to be joined by Polly McNamara, member of the Fiegel Kinnina management team, and Elfie Rogers, the manager of the Scarafogunlo Camogie team. And now we're joined on the line by a member of the Fiegel Kinnina management team, a lady who has given her lifetime uh, to Camogie in Kinnina and Fiegel Kinnina on and off the field. And continuing her service there at the moment with a part of management and also her daughters uh, playing leading lights uh, for Fetal Kilnina is Polly McNamara. Polly, you're very welcome to Scarab Bay Community Radio. Hi Leo, how are you? Thanks very much for inviting me on. No, it is good. It is good. It is good to have you, and we appreciate we appreciate you giving us the time. Pauline, a huge game at the weekend uh, for Fecal Kilnina, Scarafogunlo, East Clare in general. We were talk- we thought maybe we might have two East Clare teams in in the hall in the county final. Unless it didn't turn out to be, but uh, a derby, a, a, a real East Clare derby in in a Camogie semi final, and a game to really look forward to, Pauline. It is, I think, yeah, and I think a lot of outsiders, the the parishes nearby, uh, you know, from meeting people. They're all kind of talking about it and seeing what a great game it should be and um, looking forward to it, yeah. And, and Pauline... So, yeah, you, I think all the players are looking forward to it too, you know. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt. There's, there's plenty of interest around them once the hurling was finished and there, there was still talk about that anyway. But Fiekel Kilinina going, going well this year, um, taking on the reign and uh, county champions. You know, new management in Fiekel Kilinina this year. Gone for the gone for a, a man for outside the county with Galway, but uh, as the coach, local involvement as well, and you know that everything just seems to be coming together, topping the group. Everything seems to be coming together at the right time, Polly. Well, it is, I suppose, but I suppose it's the culmination of many years that um, you know we we've been working towards this since we won the intermediate in twenty twenty. <coughs> we've retained our senior status, and we've won senior B there for the last two years in a row. So. A lot of work has, has gone into it and our goal, I suppose, this year was to get out of the group. So it's great to be in the top four and um, hopefully we'll push on on Saturday and, and uh, maybe go a step further. Yeah, and indeed, in fairness, the, as, you, as, you, as you quite rightly pointed out, the graph is on an upward curve and <coughs> it's all about a team developing. And we look back at even uh, Scarif Ogunlo maybe six years ago, they, they kind of went down the same route where they were knocking at the door for a while before eventually they, they, they got in and had to go probably the same route as, as yourself, keep knocking away and keep pro- re- pro- keep, keep progressing. And look, as you said, you, you were in the semi-final and anything can happen in a knockout game in a semi-final, Polly. Well, that's the thing. And I suppose, you know, down through the years there at Underage, we've had um, savage battles with Scarif Ogunlo before. So, like, uh, the girls all know each other and, and Scarif Ogunlo, you know, so everybody is expecting Scarif Ogunlo <laughs> to win, I suppose. You know, they have the, the experience they will bring on Saturday, you know, will really help them. And I suppose they have great athletes and players all over the pitch as well. And we've seen some of their matches. They're just a team that will keep going to the very end. Um, but I feel like, you know, our own players, we have prepared well this year. The girls have given huge commitments. We have girls travelling from Limerick and Galway every week for training. And they put pressure on themselves, I suppose, to be as good as they can be, you know. And Pauline... Uh you know, obviously you don't get to very well now without the squad being strong and when players are missing, you had players to come in and do the business. But I suppose going back a few years, Kilinina were on their own and Fiekel were on their own producing competitive teams. And now that you're together, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fine squad. But nevertheless, numbers are still tight enough. You know, it's hard to match the bigger clubs. I know Scarlet Fagunlo is an East Clare club as well, but it's very hard to match those bigger clubs like Anikil Nemoan and True Clonaris. But uh, yes, you're going in there full of confidence. We're going in, I suppose, very confident. I suppose one thing we worked on this year was building a, a bigger panel. And, um, you know, for last year especially, we were down numbers with people travelling and other various situations. I suppose girls weren't available. But this year we worked on getting players back. And, you know, we have we have a bigger panel to choose from, I suppose, as well. You know, and we a big thing this year was rebuilding our junior team as well, which increased numbers of training. And that added to... I suppose better training sessions and more energized training sessions with bigger numbers and everything. So I suppose we can 
Every team will only start with 15 on the pitch and, you know, at least we have we had a bench to pull players from this year. And I suppose the Hellebert name is associated big time with holding a Camogie kind of a south across, across Galway. So you have benefited from that angle this year as well, a new, a new approach, a new voice and a new methodologies maybe. Well, that's the thing, like, I think everybody in any situation, um, a change is good. And um, while a lot of the training might be similar, I suppose, the thing that Michael has brought into the squad is maybe a bit of belief in the players themselves and, um, you know, to, to I suppose, realise the, their potential themselves and, and be able to bring that onto the pitch. Yeah, and of course, I know, Pauline, you know, you, you're not going to uh, talk up um, your own daughter's chances, but to have someone like Zien and, and Lorna, you know, two tremendous players, you know, that are playing for the Clare Senior team, they give great leadership and, you know, bring back great ideas to the group as well. You know, and look, at we, we talk about development, but it's great to have those players to look up to and, you know, they're probably the leading lights and leading the, leading the whole thing on. Well, they are, I suppose, but, uh, you know, it's good to have them. And we had Sophie as well that was uh, playing the county minor. And um, as well as as well as in players, we have, uh, I suppose, a lot of other leaders on the pitch as well and, and players that could equally, I suppose, be involved in county, but they choose, choose not to. And... Um, all over the pitch, I think, you know, now we we seem to have um, more leaders coming forward and, and, and girls that will give opinions and, and, and push the players on. And also, Pauline, you know, looking at the group, you came out top of, top of the group and, as, as you said, was your aim was to get out of the group and to come out at the top is a great bonus. And I suppose, you know, he beat Kilmele and through Clandera, who would be teams, you know, that would always be knocking around the, the semi-final stage and, and, and have have their eyes on, on, on bigger prize. And, you know, it must do wonders for the girls' belief and confidence, you know, with the hard work that they're putting in, that they have really, you know, that they've finally beaten one of their bogey teams, you know, always came close, and maybe didn't always go over the line, but it must do tremendous uh, work and wonders for confidence. Well, it does, of course, yeah. And I suppose you, you can only measure yourself against the teams you're, you're playing against, you know. And um, to be able to beat, I suppose, I suppose when the championship started, uh, reports on papers and things it, it didn't have all in, as coming out of the group, you know. I think it was Kilmele and, and, and uh, Truk and Lara people were expecting to, to come out of our group. So, um, you know, I suppose it's a measure of, um, how how good we are now, and I suppose Saturday will, will will be a test. But to improve, I think, and to see where you are, you have to be playing the top teams and um, <coughs> see where it goes. Look, at, I think if, if if the two teams play as well as they can play on Saturday, it will be a great game of Camogie, and it'll be very tight in the end. Yeah, and it's, it's it's great to see Camogie so strong in East Clare, Pauline. And I mean, it's wonderful to be at this stage and showing what we can do about this part of the county. One of the issues about playing Scarlet for Gunnlow is it was the massive experience they have gained on of big days, county semi-finals and finals, Munster finals and that, uh, over the last four or five years, and winning indeed as well at those games. So, so you know, you're, it's a bit newer to you handling a big occasion like this. Have you have the girls and yourselves spoken about how how to handle the occasion as as well as trying to handle the game? Well, do you know what? I think the girls are actually looking forward to the challenge and they see it as, a, as an opportunity. And um, yeah. they're not really focusing to all that much on what Sarah Fogunlo have won. We're focusing on our own game and getting our own game right. And, um, you know, as I said there before, like the girls know each other so well and, and they've played each other in challenge matches and, and um, in the league as well earlier. So, um, look, we're going in playing an experienced side. They don't fear them, if you know what I mean. They're looking forward to the challenge and um, that's what they want. That's where they want to be. They want to be playing the top teams. And yeah, that, that, that's so... Um, that. Of course, our, you know, our own girls, they have a lot of experience while they're still young and we haven't competed at a, a senior county final before. You know, you know, they have won trail and community games, schools and college titles. So they're well used to playing in big occasions and playing big teams. It's good to hear that they are feeling, you know, concentrating on their own game, and that is the proper approach. One other quick thing is that um, I suppose you know you need a clean bit of bill of health for the big games like that, and you're fairly well okay injury wise. You reckon most girls are okay for the, for this game this weekend? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a full um, a full panel to choose from now on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Pauline, you know, East Clare derbies and everyone is looking forward to this one and normally forum goes out the window and it will come down to whoever wants it the most in the day and as you quite rightly said, 
and quite rightly that Fikal Kinnina that they have confidence in their own ability they have a lot of players that have played at the top and as you said one thing's at the top and the step the curve is going in the right direction it will be close Pauline and it, it will boil down to who wants it most on the day Oh, I think so, yeah. I think, like, you know, um, you know, both teams have, uh, I suppose, 15. They'll all be very skillful players on the pitch, but it's not going to be, uh, you know, skill competition on, on Saturday. I think it's whoever wants it most, and it's going to be a real battle. Yeah, Condition, conditions teams. also, I suppose, have deteriorated during the week, Pauline. So it's a matter of digging in and winning the battles and, and just, you know, eking out a win. It won't be pretty, but, you know, it's about, it's about the result in the end of the day, isn't it? That's the that's the, exactly that's the way that's the way it's going to be. Uh, you know, there'll be lots of lots of rocks, I'd say, and, yeah. and you know maybe stoppages and all that. And so, free taking, um, free taking will be fairly important. It's yeah, and you're you're well you're well endowed there anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I think Lorna will be our free taker, and and she, you know she's taken frees all year for the club and county, and again, I suppose Marie Scanlon sure is renowned for her free taking and and the opposition. So. Uh, hopefully, I suppose you can wish both of them well. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah fair, yeah. fair play, fair yeah. play. And look, Pauline. Look at we look forward to the game with Russia, with with relish and uh, look at at East Clare Derby we see Camogie at his best and and at his toughest and a pity that the weather isn't in better uh, condition for this time of year but there's no doubt you'll serve up a tremendous fare. Polly McNamara, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and the best of luck to you, the rest of the managers and all the players in the semi final on Saturday evening. Thanks a million, Polly. Thanks very much. Thanks, Polly. Thank Very best of luck. And we've got the, the viewpoints of the Fecal Kilinina management team uh, with, with, with uh, Pauline McNamara. So now we go down and we want to talk to the, the reigning county champions and we're going to be joined, we're joined on the line by their manager, uh, Elfie Rogers. Elfie, you're welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thank you, Leo. That time of the year again, as I said. Yeah, yeah indeed. And, 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 good, and, good, and good to be there. Elfie, this is, there's a different kind of a vibe to this one, though. You know, a semi-final. Look, a semi-finals are always important, but when you're taking on the local neighbours in, in, in Fecal Kilinena, who are going to be a tremendously difficult opponent, and, you know, we are, we're, as I said, we said already, we were all hoping for a Scarif Fecal County final. Now we have a Fecal uh, Kilinena, Scarif Ogunla, Camogie semi-final. Look, it's really a great as- advert for Camogie for East Clare. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's it's been super um, to have the two teams um, at this end of the uh, the um, at the championship. You know, as you say, there was great excitement building everywhere we went uh, on the hurling scene over the last couple of weeks of the prospect. So here we are in the Camogie. The girls uh, have been leading the way for a long time. So so maybe that that day will come yet in the hurling field. But for the moment, uh, we're we're very much focused on the semi final um, and looking forward to the game on on Saturday. You know. And Elfie, you know, look at East Clare neighbours' games can, can they can throw up different different permutations, there's no doubt about that. But how have preparations gone for Scarif Ogunlo as they try to go for three in a row, Elfie? Yeah, well I suppose really, Leo, there's a couple of aspects to it. Um preparations have gone okay, I'd say really, because you know, with with the fixtures going back, uh, we were we were kind of expecting the semi final on the seventh, so we had planned for that initially, and then with the fixtures going back, um, that kind of upset our plans. And, and we've had good few players away, and then we had the minor A final and the junior A final, which we both lost. We lost both games in the space of a couple of days. So you know we're we're very much um, kind of I suppose as a result of those. Um, very much looking forward to this weekend, but very much also aware of of the challenge that's ahead of us. Um, so, look, we we know what semi finals are like. Um, it it doesn't always go according to plan, and uh, oftentimes there's a lot of um, you know county champions who who didn't even make the semi finals this year uh, in both hurling and football and camogie and ladies football. So, look, there's no guarantees. We have to show up and we have to perform and. and uh, you know, we we know we've been watching Fecal coming through for the last couple of years since they won the intermediate. We've obviously covered their games down in in Dungarvan a couple of years ago with the radio. So we, we've been watching them closely over the last year, the last couple of years. So we're we're fully aware of of the challenges that's ahead of us, and and we've been preparing accordingly. You know, 
Alfie, I think you said at the outset there, this time of the year again, and, and I know exactly what you meant, in fairness, you just that, you know, year in semi-finals most years for a, lot, for a good number of years now, and finals, and of course winning finals, and Munster as well over the last few years. So it is familiar territory, and I suppose while Fiekel Kalanina come coming through are pretty talented, we know, and we hope, obviously, we hope they'll perform from a from a point of view of having a good semi-final, etc., they haven't the experience of handling an occasion maybe like this too often, or many of the players haven't. So that should be significant enough, you think, uh, at the weekend. Um, well, I suppose you, you could you could view it that way. All right, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, you know, Fix Kilner probably see it themselves as maybe in a bit of bonus territory and and look at it as a free shot and and, and an opportunity that will present themselves. And look, we, we only have recent experience of semi-finals last year. We we thought we were in a good spot and we ended up uh, tanking for most of the game against um, against Arnie Kilnamon in the semi-finals. So, and I go back two years prior to that, before the lads, before we won the Munster Club, we were beaten by Newmarket in the semi-finals. So, those are very fresh in our memories um, in the recent past, and and uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be making sure that we're we're prepared and ready uh, with those very much to the forefront of our minds. You know. Elfie, before we let you go, a quick word on on Arnie Kilnamon and uh, through Clandera. How do you see this one going? Uh, well, I suppose we, we've had a recent um, meeting, I suppose, with Heineken and Namona, and sure, you know, last weekend, I think Fiekel topped the group on their side, ahead of Truk, and, and Aina topped it on our side by virtue of a point in the difference, I think. So, you know, if if that's the yardstick, it would look as though, um, you know, Aina and Fiekel are the two form teams in the championship uh, based on, on results to date. They drew with us up in Ina, or sorry, up in Tubber uh, game. Yourself and Jim covered there on the radio. Uh, so look, you know, Eugene Foodie has made it no secret uh, that that he's gunning for us. So um, look, at that's that's the nature of the beast. And, and uh, but but we can't even be looking at Ineke in the morning. We have we have a very serious test to get over on Saturday. Conditions as they are. Um, you know, we'll make that a real battle. We played two twice already this year. We played Fika Kilnina in the last round of the league, and and again in a challenge match subsequent to that game, uh, and with Andy McMahon reffing it as well. So uh, you know, those are the similar types of games, and and Andy is quite happy to let those games go. So it, it's uh, look, there, there's no point in looking at anybody else. We we just have to. And we have been for the last couple of weeks focusing on winning a semi-final, get back to a county final, and, and that's the objective for for this Saturday. And look on Monday morning or whatever Sunday morning we look at, we look at whoever's there on the other side. So that's where we're at at the moment, you know. Yeah, and Elfie, look, thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio. We wish you, the rest of the management team, and all the, all the players the the very best of luck as you embark on your semi-final and. Hopefully, maybe on Saturday evening, may the best team win and whoever's, whoever gets through will we'll be supporting them in the county final. Elfie, as always, thanks a million for that. Lovely. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Elfie. And now, Pat, what a weekend of entertainment. We have finals across the board and a real big weekend for GA supporters. Yeah, one of the biggest in the clear calendar, I suppose. Uh, massive, thing, massive games to look forward to. It's unfortunate, of course, that it's come at the end of a, 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 a horrible week of weather, lessons and lessons of rain, pitches getting very heavy, pitches getting scarce, uncertainty as well about certain matches, but uh, that's, the, that's the, the look of the draw, that's what you go up against, I suppose, when you have the season as season. Anyway, the weather has gone very unpredictable. I mean, you can get you can get terrible weather in June and July and August, as we did this year at certain times, or July and August anyway, you can get great weather in the middle, early October, but uh, look at a lot, look forward to a senior, junior, intermediate finals, um, I'm sure that the crowds will come out in great numbers. There have been great num- crowds at matches this year. The renewed interest in club hurling is fantastic. Whether that's down to the condensed season, season or not, I'm not sure what it is. But I suppose for the way it's so long for games to come around now, oh, we've nothing in terms of I suppose from no October or November on till around to July again next year in terms of the club. Maybe people are hungry to see their local lads out again. So um, a lot to look forward to. Great finals. Uh, maybe unusual finals in some ways uh, teams that got there maybe not expected to, which always adds a bit to it as well you know we'll have uh, I, suppose, I suppose a new kind of a newish champions in intermediate haven't been either of them haven't won it for a good while uh, I suppose you could say the same with Senior to an extent um, you know maybe a couple of teams should have won more but certainly in Clannara's case you'd think, think they should have won more since the, since the last one but um, and of course 
the Junior game, Rotford will be looking to fly the, the East Clare flag in a, in a big way, and it's it's a serious competition to be in, which are which are which are second team. So a lot to look forward to, and uh, let's hope the weather is a bit kinder and conditions are good enough to give us good games that we that we deserve. Yeah, Sean. Before we look to talk about this weekend's games, uh, we have to look back a quick word on the football last weekend, and you know, Cracklow maybe would have been hoping to do better in the Holland Championship, but. You know, the, every, it all were everyone's favourites for the football championship. However, it didn't work out. A lot of people thought maybe St. Breckens were going to win their first championship. But once again, the county football trophy lies belong in Cresslow. Yeah, I, I suppose in reality, at the heel of the hunt, it, it really bind down, for, bind down to the Cracklow in the sense that they had um, huge experience and having the having previously played in both hurling and football finals and very often not winning them um, I suppose that they'll really learn from them uh, and I suppose from a Brecken's perspective which obviously it would be lovely to see them win a championship you know I think it was 1980 85 or 6 is the last time they contested a final and it would have been you know fantastic for North Clare uh, you know to, to win a county championship but you know uh, Cratler were the better team and I suppose the standout player you know, not for the first obviously, time. Obviously, obviously, a huge hurling, You know, in terms of club and county, you know, the star player was Carl McInerney, and the goal he got like was just a peach. You know, he he just chipped the goalie, you know, from thirty meters out and into the corner of the net. It was as good a goal as you'll see anywhere. To, to probably be, you know, wouldn't be out of place in you know, Old Trafford or, or you know. In, any, 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 any soccer ground. You wouldn't get him in Old Trafford now. No, it is. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, no, no. The way things are going, but but I suppose if from Colin Collins' perspective, you know, it, it, it just proves that, you know, he, he was able to get the thing together from the point of view of when, the, as you say, rightly say, when they were out of the hurling, they, they really gelled together and they put all the emphasis on trying to win a, cha- a football championship, and they succeeded in doing so. And in fairness, we congratulate him on that. But even going back, going back to the goal, Sean. You know, from the minute he got the ball, he, he had no other intention only lobbing the goalie. From the minute he got the ball, he, he, he had his mind made up straight away. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the one thing I'll say on that, uh, I, I really felt sorry for the goalie because uh, they actually took him off uh, three minutes later. And I, I, I really felt sorry for him because, you know, anyone can make a mistake. And it was, you know, OK, another one, just he was lucky probably as well. But but uh, they took him off and it was real. And, and they were on the man that was previously in goals with him for maybe eight or ten years and he, he actually played well when he came on but uh, I, I really felt sorry for the, for the goalie in, in, the, in that instance because you know it, you know, I mean, it, was, it was really the deciding goal and it was the deciding score in that final and it probably you know made, made the difference okay John again made it burst up the field and got a brilliant goal but after that Catlow uh, played yeah. ball around you know typical Hold position and back her into the corners and wing backs and back to the corner back again and 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 uh, they saw it out you know by two points. <coughs> Experience was the key in exactly. Yeah, yeah. Danny, we're turning to uh, the Holland Championship this weekend. Cedar County final. You were there many a day yourself for your beloved Six Mile Bridge, Clandera and Crushin. Not too many at the start of the championship would have picked would have picked these two teams. Was a great final to look forward to. Great final, uh, you know. We haven't seen them. We've we've seen them a good few times during the year now, and you know, Crosheen have have been big surprise to me. I thought first round they played the bridge, and you know they didn't look like they were at anything, but they have steadily improved in every game and uh, quarter final, and then the last day the semi final again against Scarif. They were you know they were they were up for us. The, all their experience men hold well. Uh, it's coming into the time of the year where pace isn't going to, you know, the young lively lads isn't going to make much of a difference. The likes of Jerry O'Grady, Keendale, and all these guys, it's, it's going to suit them, to, you know. And you can't write off Crushing, but I just, you know, I, I've had a feeling about Clannera. Of course, I suppose every year we talk about Clannera. And every year they're mentioned as possible winners. But there's something different about them this year. They seem to be gelling together a bit better. They seem to be working as a team. You know, and they have been impressive in, in, a, in a lot of games. And uh, um, I was actually at the, themselves and Crushin in the earlier round of the championship. They won by nine, ten points. But they won, they won pulling up that day. Now Crushin from then 
have improved, and and, and you know it's it's well known. Uh, they, they they're they're going far better now. Hart Aiden Hart seems to have a, a right job there of them, and you know Michael Brown down the sideline, good canny manager knows knows what it takes. I think he has two championships with him. He was the manager when the one, so you know they they'll be. Tis a, a great one to look forward to. It's a unique pairing, I suppose, in a way. Um, I, I, I'd have a preference for Tanara. I just think Tanara have been the more impressive coming into it. And if they get a run on them again, you know, they, they might get the, the, the scores. But I, I, I have to say I was awful impressed with um, Crusher <coughs> in, in, the, in the semi-final against... They, they, they didn't make any changes to play Scarif. Everybody thought they were going to put this lad on this lad or whatever. They were out the same team in the same positions. And if Mark Rogers was moved, Keen Dillon didn't move <coughs> with him. If Patrick Crotty moved, Ross Hayes didn't move out. They hold their positions and they just played in them positions. And I, I thought they were very impressive. No, I suppose maybe the day got to Scarif in a way. Yeah, you know, they're very young. Uh, I thought they they kind of froze on 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 the evening. But having said that, I suppose from half time on there was only one winner, and and that was Crocheen. And see Jerry O'Grady like he was forty one years of age. He an unreal display. I suppose uh, he won every ball that came down that side. And a succession of players. It wasn't just for one man. He won them all day. And he got fouled. He got a couple of scores. You know, can he repeat that? I, I suppose. For me, the the most impressive line of the Clannara team all year has been that half-back line of, um, we'd say, Dylan McMahon centre-back, Pardigal Lachlan and um, David Fitzgerald. Every time I've seen them, they've been impressive. And one of the three of them has nearly been nominated for a man of the match award in, in every game, you know. And it'll be interesting to see, does Jerry O'Grady get any change off him now? Does the O'Donnell's, you know... It does a lot of big matchups in this, but again, I just think Crushing will go the same attitude. They won't change their team because of who they're playing. Ross Hayes, if he's centre back, will pick up John Condon. They won't be going to change and bringing out Keane Dillon. And you know, you have to hand it to him for that. But personally, I just think Clannara maybe will have too much from. I don't think there'll be nine points in it this time. You know, it could be three or four. Because whether the rain that's out to fall and it could be a big leveller as well. You know, he, he, there's no doubt that Crusheen would be a, a stronger team, physically stronger, physically bigger than than Clannara probably. Clannara have a lot of light players, a lot of fast players, and if the park, if if it, if the the amount of water that's fallen, it's hard to see that it won't hold some water. And you know, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to call, but it's I I have a preference for Clan uh, for Clannara and. You know, they have the experience of hurling in the pack when it was waterlogged against their oak that evening. And, and to say they were very impressive that evening when when there was water splashing up all over them. So it took it. It is a good one. It's a hard one to call, but I I, I think that Clannara will win it. Pat, you know, we were hoping for the the, the, the novel final of the East Hair final yeah. of Scarif and Fiekel, however, both went, went their, their separate ways. And, <coughs> you know, I suppose at the end of the day, we're completely beaten by both Clannara and 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 Crusheen and as Danny quite rightly says, Crusheen have they've snuck into the final, but you know on merit they won their semi final. Well, Clandera, there seems to be something different about Clandera this year. But again, you look out, you know, you look out there today and you see what the weather weather is like, and it can be a great leveller. And I tell you, there's no tougher boys going into battle than the, the red and white of Crusheen. That's for certain. Um, one of the things, you know, when we preview the, here on Scarif Bay, the, the club championship, we were being four or five lads and we talk about what might happen. And I'd say if we're in 40 or 55 lads this year, they wouldn't have predicted Clusheen would be in the final with Clonera. Clonera would have been given a bit of a tip, but they would have said they flopped before, they'd probably flop again. Clusheen was on nobody's radar. And uh, here they are. <coughs> now, um, I haven't seen them as often, maybe as, as, as any other, maybe dads were. I just thought in the semi-final, Scarif's inexperienced told they're a young team, you can't, you won't probably get a bunch of lads under 21 or 2, you know, with 6 or 7 or 8 of those on a team to win a championship, even though we all hoped that they would be in the final uh, from, from the East Clare point of view. Um, so maybe Crusheen looked better than they are, but what was impressive for Crusheen was two things. Uh, first of all, they didn't look like to me that a team that was would like slow ground at all, even though Jerry Gray is there and Keane Dillon. That lots of less can move on top of the ground. I mean, you, if you take the Mullins 
and you take the hazes and you take um, Brindley Horner and Kettler and those lessons they come in these lads have no fear at all of moving and, and they're crisp and Oshin O'Donnell of course as well they're crisp of their players are was excellent against Scarif their touch and their striking and their you know the ball stayed stuck with them and they used it very well took some great scores I mean they had 8 or 9 points scored in about 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes a lot of them from play um, so I think there'll be nobody's there'll be nobody's push over in the final but you have to say uh, you have to agree with, with, with Danny this time that Sonara I suppose have a set of players there that are that are you know match any any club in this county for the last number of years but they haven't put it together and I think they have maybe I don't know one or two people missing that maybe would normally be there but they have managed without them they said or carrying on over they have and they're united the fight is there and um very, very impressive against Fiekel. Now, again, we thought about Scarlett being uh, inexperienced. Fiekel seemed to be just not perform on the day either. Now, whether that was because Clannara were so good or not, I'm not sure. But some of the Clannara players, as, as, again, I have to agree with the half-back line that Danny mentions, but also Moriarty and O'Mara wing forward. Those two caught my eye particularly. Uh, not lads would be always talking about to the forefront. Uh, Colin Galvin. You know, gradually getting back to where he can be, and I mean, what a player he has been for for so many years—an outstanding player, in my opinion. Okay, went off the boil for various reasons, injuries and different things, but back again now. And of course, Colin. The other thing is, they won a game easily without John Collins striking a decent ball in it, and that's a big, big thing. So if John Collins happened to be held again in the in the final, they've other less to lift it. So that kind of points to Clonera, but I think Rasheen are maybe that bit better than we give him credit for. Uh, and I also have to mention Michael Brown because. Any time I've seen that man in action as a coach, I've seen him up front, up close a few times as a coach and petitions and just to talk to him alone, you know, he's so, so tuned in and he'll have those lads already. And again, eight and a half to say and driving him on and the coaching obviously is very, very good there. So it's a great game to look forward to. But if I had to put the, you know, if I had to put the head on the, on the block, I'd say Clannell by two or three. Sean, you know, Crusheen and Glendara, and I suppose the question is, are they as good? Obviously, they're the two best teams in the county or in the county final. Are they as good as their semi-final performances, Sean? Or, you know, does that say maybe a bit more about Scarif and Fiekel? Or where do you see, where do you see it lying? Yeah, th- th- this is, this is the, 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 the under mark question, really, because um, they were se- both were seriously impressive in their semi-finals win over Scarif and, and Fiekel, respectively. And uh, probably Crusheen, a little bit more because I thought they gave as near a perfect performance as I have seen in this championship this year. Uh, they were all over the field. They were they were on top of their their individual. They, they won all the individual battles, and and what more than that? You know, I was really caught my was the impressive. We'll say the, the likes of Ocean O'Donnell, uh, Breffney, which oh, he's no. been doing all year. Uh, Jamie Fitzgibbon was very good. Now maybe it could be a doubt of him for him for Sunday because he, he went off with an injury um, and and sure Damon Mullins Ian and McMahon even their younger players are, are really stepping up to the to the to the, to the mark and, and they have a real gym in my book even though he's shoving on he's, he was around since in, in 09 uh, Donald Toole oh, yeah, in goals he was outstanding I thought yeah, in the semi-final right. if he can repeat that performance you know uh, Clonera are going to find it hard to get goals and maybe if, if there's if there's a link or if there's a, a, a small weakness in, in Clonlara, it might be. And, and we say, we touched on that the last time, actually, their full back line. And, and you know, it's amazing. They actually stood up very well against Fiekel. Ger uh, Powell at full back. <coughs> and Shane <coughs> McGrath was put in at full forward, obviously to try and exploit him and pump ball into him. But it, it never materialised. And Shane McGrath ended up going back out the field yeah. in, in the middle of the second half. So, uh, but... They really, of course, that was never probably going to work because they were going to put a man to stand in front of Shane McGrath yeah. and and that nullified the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole event. Uh, but, but I suppose on balance, um, you would I'd have a slight, a very very slight leaning towards Clonlara, but if Crusheen can can produce that. Performance again in county final day, but the weather now is going to be huge bear on it. There's no doubt about it. It, it has become a 50 50 battle now. You know, uh, on, on, a, on a fine day, you, you, you would say, you know, Clonera or Crusheen will really, you know, take it over and, and win it maybe comfortably, but it's going to be none of that now. Uh, absolutely none of it. But 
the one thing, and I, I think it's important that we, 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 you know, Pat touched on it as well, but I think Donald Madden has done a serious job. And I mentioned that in the build-up to the semi-final, how important he was in terms of, and his management team, in terms of, of, of um, getting th- that Clonara team to peak. Every game, he has, he's, he's, he has brought him forward a step and you know there's no doubt about it there's a serious unity there that, that I haven't seen in, in, in Clonara Jersey for five or six years and they're all singing off the one hymn sheet and they're you know Colm Galvin you know Pep referenced him already I mean he, he the work rate in the last semi-final or the, in the semi-final pull, I saw him pull back out into the half-back at one stage you know I mean that, that was never that was never in in, 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 in Colm's repertoire you know he, he did his piece and he took a few scores okay when he went back playing with Clare as a sweeper you know we all know what he has and what he, what he has given to the jerseys you know but he's, he's really playing a different tune I think this year but I would say hesitant vote to Clonlara, but very hesitant. Danny, you, sp- you mentioned Dylan McMahon. We all know about the Clonlara <coughs> backline, and he seemed to get a free run the last day. In fact, he wasn't. He, you know, he, he invariably seemed to be on his own. Will, yeah, he sits will, in that pocket yeah, in every will, game, like you know. Will Christine put a McMahon on him to cope okay. his influence, or and you you say they don't change the positions, but if the likes of Jamie Fitzgibbon can get come out and get, if he's hopefully he'll be fully fit for Christine. Yeah, if Fitzgibbon wouldn't have any problem tipping over three or four points if, he no, got the, if, if they played the ball to him. Yeah, if they played the ball to him, which probably didn't happen for Fakel. You know that they didn't force Dylan McMahon back out of the out of that pocket sitting in the between the full back line and half back line. And, and when he gets on the ball, he's a great player to deliver a great ball up to the forwards. But you know, Fakel didn't seem to make it hard for him. And in a couple of games this year, it had nobody has. has it's a gun man to man with him but you're right Jamie Fitzgibbon is a man that maybe if he gets the ball 10 yards in front of him he'd pop him over the bar and force him out force him out to mark him you know but I thought but, but um, they're doing is O'Mara is dropping in to that centre back yeah. position and Mariotti they're, they're coming back and they're, and they're breaking forward from there you know and allowing him to sit back they're still covering the centre back position with other players dropping in and out of it and he's playing more or less like a sweeper so we don't call him sweepers anymore. He's just playing deep, and and he's a he's a lovely striker. The ball playing very well. So, you know, there's there's a couple. I suppose there's a couple of things like who would have thought after the first the league section, Crochet got through two points, got through on score difference, and here they are in the county final. I suppose I I wouldn't have picked them to to even win the quarter final after getting through on score difference because. Um, I saw themselves in the bridge, and I saw we we saw themselves in the middles, and there weren't great games, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. There seemed to be far better teams, but as I'm saying, I said earlier, they have improved as they, as it has gone on, Deft, and they have taken a big, big jump from the quarter final to semi final. That was a big jump, and it's not down. To, it's not all down to Scarif being young lads are being free freezing on the night. They didn't let them. Crochet didn't actually let him hold in a lot of positions. They were, they were tenacious. They were first to the ball. They were attacking it all over the place, and and they were composed. And you know, I have to say, I, I totally agree with Sean about uh, about Donald too. He's fantastic goalie, and I, th- I I've often have said to Claire, we we may be letting go a couple of years too soon, uh, and maybe the same is is true for for Keane Dillon. Like he mm-hmm. gave a fantastic display the last day. We struggled. We all know we struggled last year when when. Um, <coughs> When Conor Cleary got injured, I don't know, was there a better full-back? He wasn't on the panel. No, I'm, not, I'm not questioning Brian Lowen's thinking here or anything, but when you look at the displays he's given, maybe there should have been the option was there to keep him, you know. Um, and, and he gave as good a full-back display as has been seen in a long time the last day. Sean, arguably, you know, everyone is talking about John Conlon and his performance has been super in the championship up to the last day. You know, in fairness, Conn Smith done a great job on him. Yeah. The last day didn't give him this way. But Dylan has been the unsung hero for Clare Holland for many, many long years. Again, along with Tuhi, maybe we just gathered him a, a bit a bit too early. But Dylan, you know, he's shown no sign of, of, of slacking up. Oh, well, the thing, thing about, I suppose, the, 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 
The Dillon name is synonymous with Crusheen for the, for a number of years because um, Cahill was there beside him, you know, and, and, and but Keane is really last in the pace and, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, listen to me, Keane is something else. I, I thought the last day he was just superb, you know, his reading of the game, his, 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 his decision-making in terms of when to go and when to stay and his deliveries, you know, everything about him was top-notch. But uh, he's not the only one, you know, the, 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 as a unit, uh, they, I, I think, you know, they, they play so well and, and they cover so well. I think that was the one thing that, that stifled, um, you know, in the semi-final. They, they, they stifled the opposition completely. And when, whenever, whenever a ball was being contested in the air, there was a man running yeah. behind on the breaking ball. And, you know, they read it superbly. And what I liked about them particularly, you know, they, they just... They didn't dwell on the ball around mid- midfield, around the half-back line. They let the ball into so the bad. full forward line. It was all, ty- all and, style. And, uh, yeah, to, to a large degree. Okay, mix mix it up a small bit with the short game around now and again. But but it, by and large, they, they let that ball into the full forward line. You know, and you see, th- th- that's that's the good thing about a fastball, the likes of Brifney. They want fastball. They don't want a laboured ball around midfield that's been choked up around the middle of the field and hand-passed back and forward. And they want the ball. In, 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 in fast and probably Clonara if you're told on they probably would need that as well but I think Clonara are, are, are stifling the opposition the way they're playing around the middle third they're pulling out Colin Galvin yeah. around the mid and, and they're choking up the, the, the midfield area it is going to be very interesting to know how, how Crusheen will handle that if Michael Brown has thought that out well and if he, if he, if he delivers over the, the middle third into the full forward line you know I think that's, that's probably the key and, and Pat, to carry on Sean's point there, Michael Brown, but, you know, again, we go back to Tuohy inside in the goals. This, he's going to have a, a huge entrance on, on Sunday's game. The Leicester, an awful lot of his puckouts went down on top of Jerry O'Grady, right? You couldn't see him maybe hitting as many down on top of Jerry O'Grady this, this Sunday, you know. But as Clendera flood the bodies out, like, you know, yeah. they, they invariably leave <coughs> McMahon while the cornerbacks in one of them inside. And I would imagine that Tuohy'll be looking for Ian McMahon for bringing out a lot of ball. And he... Like there's a dead man is right. He's not going to be lobbing the ball around the middle of the field. You know what I mean? It's going to be a, a great matchup on tactics as well. Really, no doubt. It's fascinating in that in that way actually. Um, I, I think both teams have enough would be strong lads. You know, looking at, at Clonera, uh, that have you got light lads, but they're strong lads as well, and the big lads able to win high ball. I mean, as the two lads have mentioned, O'Mara and and uh, O'Mara and, have, and of course John Collin is there. Uh, look, there's no two games the same either. John Collin is capable of getting three or four scores in this final, but more important than that, he's more, he's capable of either setting up a few more and winning the freeze because. Look at it's not going to be free flowing with conditions. You can't you, you don't expect two twenty three to one twenty four, that kind of thing. You know, it could be sixteen points to fifteen and there could be eight or ten of them for freeze. That's the kind of a game I expect naturally enough at the conditions. Um I, I just going back to Crusheen though, what impressed me most of all was they seemed to be totally in tune with what they were doing. Kind of a fairly simple game. The guy who won position and broke free with it wasn't trying to drive it any other place. There was one guy running and that guy took it and used it. I, I thought Oshin O'Donnell was very, very incisive. He was he's running key, from deep key, now. Though, yeah. Conor O'Donnell, then up, uh, obviously not as mobile now at this stage of his life, but I thought he had a few key in, in, involvements in the game as well. Now, him and McMahon will be interesting because McMahon is fail, relatively inexperienced. Pat, and Conor O'Donnell is around for a long, long time. So it's another great battle going to be. But Pat, it's yeah. much the same as the setup with Scarlet for Tier, but Dash falling back there. So O'Donnell came out and they found yes. him every time. And now it is the same thing with McMahon. This... No, not James, but McMahon this Sunday, or O'Donnell and McMahon. But McMahon, O'Donnell will come short, and he is, you know, he was yeah. buzzing around. He was like a young lad buzzing uh, around the last effort. The only person I thought wasn't moving great was Fergus Kennedy, again, an experienced player. Uh, the last day, I didn't think he contributed an awful lot, but again, a final and on weight heavy conditions, he had working, and it was strong lad. He might be good for a score or two as well. So, but. Uh, Clonara, uh, Cl- I think, have too many strings to their bow. I mean, there, there are so many good players that could contribute to the scoreboard, first of all, or setting up scores. I, I genuinely think John Conlon will have a big say in the final, and I think he, he might have to be fouled several times in the game because he's going to win rock ball and he's going to win kind of. Doesn't catch an awful lot of high ball now, John doesn't. He doesn't need to break it down and pick it up off the ground, but. Uh, 
he'll be so determined himself to make up. I, I think he was a little bit disappointed even north after the game. He wasn't lipping around the place and immediately all the young lads come in, they declare and they start to cheer everyone up. But um, I think he'll want to contribute more. I mean, he's 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 one of our outstanding players, not just of this year, but any era. And he's also a, a man who had a brilliant year already. So uh, I think he'll have a big say. And I, I have a funny feeling he might actually be the difference in the long run. I think if Colin has a big one, he could swing it for Clonlara, but uh, there's so much to look forward to in the game, the things we've talked about. And again, it'll be someone we haven't mentioned at all, could be a major a major role in this game. That's often in finals, isn't it? Somebody like Kilkenny one time, a proper legend, I hardly ever heard of, he'd get a goal and a couple of points, and he was man of the match. So that could happen as well. So if we were to break man of the match, I, I, I'll. Uh, man of the match, I think I'll go for uh, Dylan McMahon, maybe. Yeah. I tell you, it depends right to no. someone. Mm. Tell you, someone cook them out of the pack. You just don't know. Finals throw up yeah. some crazy things and absolutely. And, and you know, young Amara is as Sean said earlier. Oh, he's, he, he's, been, he's been very impressive. Um, another another guy that probably will see a bit more of. his he's under twenty one. Yeah. You know, and um, and and would say crushing Breffney Horror has been getting great scores. So yeah, it could be somebody like that, and then. Other times, like the last day, the Crusheen played a county final in horrible conditions. The score was eleven points to four That's right. That's against right. the bridge, like you know. But they were, they were well able for the conditions. I'd say there's five or six of them playing again. There is, there yeah. is, you know. And experience is key there as well. Conditions, yeah, conditions mightn't mean too much to them lads, like you know. They've they, they've done it before, them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of people giving out the rest of that county final, but Crusheen wasn't giving out. No. Sean, again, experience is key in the going into a final, <coughs> and, yeah. and Crusheen have that in abundance. Yeah, loads of it. But you have to say, Tullinara have a certain amount of it too. Like, Colm Galvin has been around the block. Okay, um, I suppose, you know, the fullback then is probably probably young enough, you know. Uh, but uh, And David Fitz, uh, Dylan McMahon, and Parry Golachlan, yeah, inexperienced enough, to, you know. So I suppose from that perspective, Crusheen hold the aces, but but um, when you look up front, then you you John Conlon, Colin Galvin, and we have forgotten we haven't talked about much about Ian, Ian Galvin. Galvin yeah. To me, that man is a match winner. You know, if he gets fastball in front of him, you know, there's no touching of him. There's no there's no you're not going to get out in front of him if he gets because his his touch and control is unbelievable. And his side strip and invariably he got three or four points the last day. He he could get a goal and three or four the next day. You know, he's that kind of a player, but but. Um, uh, listen to me. It is fierce hard to call, you know. Uh, but I, I still go back to the to, to the to the Madden. I, I think he he has a massive don, job done at him because if you if you go back for, for the last four or five years, you know they were struggling, you know, to get to semi final, not to talk of getting to anywhere near a final. And and now and now they're there and they're playing with an exuberance and a confidence that Clonera have not. You know that we haven't seen from Clonard for the last four or five years. If he if he maintains that, it, it, the only thing you know we mentioned the inexperience, you know, and maybe in crucial places, goalkeeper may be inexperienced as well playing at this level. Probably this will be a big test for him now. On even, the, on, though he, even though he's yeah, testing Ireland yeah, final, yeah, absolutely. But this will be a, this is a big test yeah. for him now, and and you can be sure he'll be tested out early on in that game. Crusheen won't go, won't let that go unnoticed. Don't have any doubt in your mind about it. And if they if they test out, you know, and 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 put him under a bit of pressure, and the same with the full back line, you know, you know, scores could come out of it. A handy goal could set up the whole thing. Could be a different thing the whole thing. It, it Sean, be, yeah. are you still sticking with Clannella? I I will. I'll stick. I'll stick. Stick with them. Danny, Clannella. You want a full house, Pat? Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, yeah. I'll go against you. Yeah. And this one, I'll go with Crusheen. Have to be different, Rudgely. Danny. Turned into major final, your own beloved Six Mile Bridge. You know, we always use not so much beloved anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> we always we always use them as the barometer of whoever will beat them. Normally, more beloved than championship. But more beloved than America. You know, anyway. Taking yeah. on, on, I suppose everyone's favourites for this one, Corofin. Yeah, Corofin would be favourites. I suppose there'd have been a lot of people's picks there or thereabouts at the start of the year. Bridge, in fairness, have always been top eight, quarter final on and. You know, this year they got they got a couple of I suppose lucky breaks or they got they just scraped over the line against just against but Ike in the quarterfinal, they scraped over the line the last uh, you know. Uh, but they have they have some great hurlers. Big huge addition to that bridge intermediate team this year has been Alan Mulready. Oh yeah. You know, a man with I said it here the last night before the semi final, a man with five senior championship medals. 
and he is like he he's a superb player. The goal, the last day, he should have shot himself probably. Stopped up, they passed the ball to John Lynch, Lynch. to his side in the back of the net. You know, I, I, I'm not saying a young fella wouldn't. Well, I am a young fella wouldn't see that pass. You know, it was the experience of Alan, and it set him up. Then you know they they they're they're, they're holding quite well, and it's not a foregone conclusion. I, I think that Corofin will beat him. You know, it is. It, it's an interesting match, Corofin. I haven't seen him this year. No, I haven't seen him in two years, but. We all know that they, 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 last year, we'd say, they got to the quarter-final, I think, and they flattered to the semi-final, was it? And, you know, the, the, the football seemed to impact on them last year. They were going well in the senior football championship, but this year they've had no crossover and they've no problems, and Jamie Malone is now playing full-time hurling at the moment, so... I suppose they will be favourites, and rightly so, they deserve to be favourites, but I can see the bridge, they won't be far off it. You know, this this it could be a good game as well. No, yeah. it could be a good game as well. And the best of the weekend, the best weather of the weekend is 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 yeah. meant to be Saturday afternoon. So, you know, they could get to play it in the best of the weather, which which should suit that bridge team. Now, there's a big doubt about um, column column Flynn. Oh, he very well last time. Yeah, yeah, and he, he he damaged his shoulder in training last week. So, now. He'd probably play. I I don't know, but he will be far from hundred percent. That's what I'm hearing uh, in my beloved village. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so he he was very good the last day and has been very good from all year. But he will be a big loss now. He'll be a big loss to him. And we said they they, they have some good players like Aidan Quillingham full back. Mm-hmm. Your man sent um, Evan McInerney sent back. All these guys have played and won senior championship medals. So the occasion certainly won't get them. And you know, they'll they'll glory in playing in the park. Like the, the park will suit mm. them down to the ground. They'll love going in there. Other clubs don't. <coughs> but I know the bridge always love playing in it. That's where they feel Holland should be played. So I, I suppose no, I I can't go against the bridge. The bridge I I go for the bridge by two points. The last time they met in a county final was nineteen eighty eight, and I and there was a young fella playing wing back for the bridge. Set so his first game. He only won a good few medals afterwards. But, um, it was Rusty's first game, a first year playing adult hurling. And there was four or five of that bridge team that went on. And uh, they, they won it, I, I think they actually won it by seven or eight points. They won away, yeah, yeah. yeah, you had a mixture of young and old that year. Yeah. And, and it's something similar again. There's a mixture of young and old. You know, you have the the the, the, the older players like Sean Lynch and Alan Mulready mixing in with the young Flins and they probably bring in young Casey there from the from the junior team. There's a couple of the juniors after he bought into the squad and they'll add to it. They're young. So, you know, there's a good mixture there. And I suppose anybody else, bar somebody from the bridge, would go for Corofin. But I, I'd still stick with the bridge maybe by one or two points if I'd stake it. Sean, you know, as Denny said, you know, they, they got over, the bridge got over, but I can tell them, but I can tell them be disappointed they're not there uh, on, on, on Saturday, you know. But looking at the earlier game, Sean, in the league and in the championship, the bridge ran, probably have ran Corofin the closest in any of the games they've played all year, you know. So they're not going to fear Corofin in any, by in any shape or form. Oh, the, the, the Ridge won't feel anyone in the county final irrespective of what, what grade you're it was only junior Z he, you know but, but the, 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 the thing I, I liked about you know especially in the Burrite game I didn't see the Tully game but but um, you know it was their experience really from Maiden Quilligan up to Ellen Mulready you know uh, you, you, have, you, have, you have and then you have a lovely sprinkling of, of, of youth in the half back line and the half forward line and I thought they played really uh, quality ball in up front, particularly uh, the ball they were played into Alan Mulready and they were, they were playing two on the full forward line and ball being played into the corner and he played it across into the into the the danger zone as I call yeah. it. And I, I was particular I particularly liked the bridge the way they p- performed that day. Okay, maybe we we, we we probably played into that bar a bit in the last ten minutes, but they took their scores really well now. You know, but in the early stages of it, I saw the Corofin Whitegate game one in 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 Tullow one yeah. evening, and I said th- th- this could be the final. And and ironically, you know, Whitegate 
blown away by Tulla. Tulla beaten afterwards by the bridge. Right. You know, it's sport is funny and, and Hurling is very funny altogether. You know, especially this year. Like, there have been huge shocks really in the Intermediate Championship. You look yeah. at it. You know, if you look at, you know, the likes of, we probably would have su- suggested Tober, Whitegate w- would be two teams, Smith O'Brien's, you know, and Corofin obviously would be in the yeah. equation. But, you know, there have been a lot of upsets and a lot of cha- cha- strange results. And, but, Corofin were still, were still always, you know, yeah. we played them in the league final and you know what they did to us, like they, they destroyed us, be, be honest, beat us by more or less 20, 15 or 20 points. And it could have been more. Yeah, and, and okay, um, I suppose Jamie Malone was really on song that even and he's back now, he was injured there, but I think he's a huge player for them. You know, and I've been seriously impressed with the likes of Conor Lee and Killian O'Connor is really, really strong at centre back, uh, and Shane Malone, Liam Corbett, perhaps you could say possibly a weak link, but he has he hasn't you know he's made no mistakes. He's a cool he, man anyway, doesn't know yeah, Absolutely, you know, and of course then you have Damon Cahill is back as well, and he's yeah. a key player. You know, conditions mightn't suit him, but he li- he liked the park. He didn't so long ago since he won a minor a-, a title inside there, given an exhibition to score, and I don't know what massive score. You know, and he he and Gerard and the Kelly brothers, oh, they yeah. have really impressed me. Yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, getting 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 scores from corner flags and from and from sidelines, and you know, and they're beautiful stick 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 men. You know, they're really quality players, and they have. You know, on balance, you look you look at the Corofin team, and you'd say they're probably a senior club. Yeah. But come f- Saturday evening, fifty-fifty game. All finals, I always maintain they're fifty-fifty game. And you know, Danny Danny is right. A bit of experience will will, will, will <coughs> always come to the fore. But I still fancy Corofin to get through. Pass, you know, <coughs> look at we've all spoken about Corofin, and they've been lucky the last couple of years. Maybe a couple of referees' decisions. A couple two years ago down in the bridge when they played Kilo last year definitely against St. Joseph's above in Clare Castle one win against them right at the date you know where they won, which was their down was their downfall they'll win full of confidence but again there's that sneaking suspicion Corfin just find it very hard to beat the bridge they probably do and I'd say they'll find it harder to beat this bridge team I was massively impressed with the bridge the last uh, Pat Simmons left did the game and uh, that, that Tully game right and uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I saw, I thought Tullow were on a bit of a roll, and I thought the Bridges second team were always very good and competitive, and were running all the top se- intermediate teams to two or three points of the la- over the last 10 or 15 years, most of the time, and uh, okay, they got the better of them, but the way the Bridge finished the game after Tully getting back at them particularly, the Bridge had a good start, and as Sean said, the ball that they were playing into the forwards was outstanding and uh, you're right about Alan Mull Alan Mull would be the same run as Tony Kelly in that day same year under 14, 15 up along we were, we were there with him that time and he was a super forward always uh, I, I know he played a bit of soccer as well and maybe he wasn't 100% in Hurland but when he was playing Hurland and put his mind to it he, he had tremendous ability um, but there's a few players I hadn't known much about and Colin Flynn was one Colin Flynn had more positions in that first half and used them well than I think I've any seen any individual player in recent times in a match. He was unreal in the middle of it. And little fella, five or okay. six or seven, light. He just read the game, got involved, looking for ball all the time and used it very well. Another fella impressed me was Dara Fitzgerald wing back. Hadn't seen much of him he before. Was made, he was very, made, very, made, very, he, very he good player. Outstanding player. Colin Fitzy goals after an initial mistake under the crossbar, little ball drop, would have would have ruined the confidence of another guy. After that, he produced a couple of brilliant saves and a couple of outstanding puck outs as well. He picked out men in the middle of the field. Uh, he tried a couple of risky ones as well and they just put him off uh, but you know f- full of confidence and of course um, Sean Lynch as well now reliable free taker plenty of class good finisher um, but the way they play the game is very intelligent I thought but I was very impressed with them Aidan Quilligan didn't put a foot wrong at full back you know different lads tried in there on them uh, I know what Tully might say without the, the fully fit Dara Corey and a fully fit David McInerney I suppose weren't at full tilt but I was extremely impressed with um, with uh, the bridge, and I didn't see Corofins as that league final when they were absolutely brilliant and outstanding altogether. Uh, you say that time they're going to walk the championship. I have nearly no once I've changed my mind. I, I won't be surprised if the bridge win this final. To be honest about it. Sean has named some from fabulous Corofin players there, but they still have to prove themselves on a big day. You know, a big occasion, park uh, as we said. Uh, it won't surprise me if the bridge win this at all. 
Sean, the boys are going for the bridge. Are you going to make it or are you, are you sticking with Corofin? I'll stick with Corofin, yeah. yeah I, I think they were the, the most impressive team that I saw in the Navida Championship from, from day one, and I'd stick with it. Denny, you know, before we let you go, June Ray final, you're involved in the management team with Bradford, went on the back of an under 21B final last year, your second team. No mean achievement for Bradford to get to a June Ray final, Denny. No, we've had a, we've had a great year. You know, we've had I suppose we've fielded three adult teams, seen us, had a chance probably against their own, maybe not the buckled badly against Fakel, but wouldn't have been uh, flattered to beat their own and knock them out in, in here in, in Tulla. And if we had done that, we'd have had they'd win the quarter final or junior A team. We our aim was to get to the quarter final or beyond get to the semi final. We've gone one better. We've got to the, the final, and Jonah B's got to the quarter final. So, the, you know, it's a good year for us, a good year down there. Um, everybody that can play Holland is playing. Uh, there's nobody nobody left behind, there's nobody left out. We're keeping 40 lads going, and, and it's great for a small parish. You know, Jonah is a big thing. Mm. I think it was 58, somebody said, that a Paddy Hickey or somebody said 1958 was the last time we won it. You know, we're not thinking about winning it. We're happy to be there, but look at we're going to have a right cut at it. Uh, we have we've again something like the bridge. We've an awful mixture, a great mixture of young. We think there's eight under twenty ones playing, eight of this year's under twenty one team playing, and we have then you have the likes of Padre Kiki, uh, Jack Ward Murphy, Jack Dillon, you know, good all the lads. Dan McNamara is playing very well at full forward for us. Um, so we've gone in with a, we have a chance. But we're coming up against probably we played Clooney in the intermediate league, probably the best team we played so far this year. That's without question. Um they have some they have some really, I suppose, fellas with huge experience. They have Fergal Lynch wing forward, they have Daffy inside Martin Dogan in the full forward line and, and um Mike Daffy. They have Donica Murphy full back, you know, and then they have a they have a lot of good young fellas as well. You know, they have it's a last year's under twenty one team. They went to semi final, I think, and they have a good mix of them. So, and it's their second team as well. So we're we're under no illusions. We we're in for a we're in for a battle, but we'll we'll have a cut of them. I I just I I I won't um I won't concede to them yet. <laughs> Sean, in fairness to Bradford, you know it's great for their second team being a junior A final, you know, and it just shows. In fairness, they've had dark days down in Bradford, and you know they yeah. they have regrouped and, and have come back. Yeah. No, it's a good sign. No, it's, a, it's a huge achievement. No, and and uh, ironically, I I saw a, a bit. I didn't see it all. The all the the semi final, you know, uh, that they played in over in Burai, and and against the bridge, and the bridge seemed to be on top early on, and and you know looked like, you know, they were going to run right, and all of a sudden. Bradford got a goal and the whole game changed and, and that's the way it, you know a goal this time of year is a huge score you know especially in the conditions that we're probably going to face into this weekend you know a goal you know it, it's worth more than three points really you know you know and and, and um, I, I I was impressed with Bradford now obviously you know Danny mentions you know um, serious experience in Clooney so they, they will be difficult hurdle hurdle to, 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 to put uh, non Bradford they, they won't die easily no that's for sure and Pat you know <coughs> again as Danny said they have 40 lads in Bradford I don't know how many young lads is over there in Clooney and they have an, an awful lot going from you know and they've been knocking around this June Ray for a while as well and haven't got over the line and there's probably going to be some questions asked about some days but again they have the bruiser and, and he says Dunnick and Murphy both either end of the field that can be huge too but this is going to be a t- this, this could go either way Pat I uh, could I look at I no point to me trying to analyse the teams as teams because I wouldn't have seen them and know an awful lot of them but looking at the two clubs I mean Clooney are definitely at the up we know because they have a lot of underage uh, success a lot of underage talent coming up coming through they're going well at senior enough you know the competitive cup final uh, Ryan Taylor missing and then this youth policy they have with a lot of lads and clear underage teams very promising players on the clear senior team as well but Bradford is, is, is a big story in the sense that you know competing well at senior now very very, very competitive okay maybe the, again Fiegel as, as I said is disappointment but they're still holding their own there but the second team to be in the jury final is a massive thing, I think, for a club that size. And um, again, it's great to see the older guys who want just 
who played with the club for 10, 15 years, maybe 12 or 13 years anyway, coming back and getting the chance to shine again and show what they can do in a, on a big on a big stage. And the Ray final is, 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 a, is a very big, big thing. And uh, then the young lads, they have obviously, so it's great for the young lads to get competitive games this time of the year to harden them up and prepare them for what's to come. So uh, I wish Rockford well. I hope, they, I hope they will win it because, you know, we need we need these player teams winning trophies and championships and I suppose make all the neighbour and clubs feel that they can do it as well. So uh, I think it's great to see. Well, it's, it's good for the two clubs, but it's great to see Rockford in that situation. And uh, look at, uh, they don't normally go down without a fight. I mean, I mean a hurling fight now, so... Let's hope they can do it this time. I haven't had another kind of a fight in a long, long time. <laughs> I, 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 since I came over from the bridge at the bar, the fight out of them. You changed, you changed <laughs> all that. Yeah. You were taking credit for that. <laughs> we are, we can't can cope with the boys, and Denny, we wish you and all the boys the best of luck in the, in the junior F final yeah. Sunday. And thanks again to you and Sean for coming in and talking to us here tonight on Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Perfect. And once again, thanks to the lads for taking the time to talk to us here this evening on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio. And before we leave the, the hurling, we must say congratulations to Fergal O'Brien of Bradford, uh, the referee, who was refereeing his first intermediate final uh, later on today between Corrafin and Six Mile Bridge. And Fergal, one of the best upcoming referees in the county, and we wish him and his team all the very best of luck. Also, congratulations to Michael Blake over there in Tungraney, the Shifter Creeper Diaries Equestrian team, as they are now top of the pile in the Nations League table, the first time in a long time to, for that to happen. And unfortunately, her look to the Irish rugby team, you know, bought out at the quarter final stage last weekend over there in Paris. And that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarab Fake News Radio on 88.3 and 92.7 FM, FM in association with Dirk Credit Union. And my thanks, as always, to co-presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, Elfie Rogers, Paddy McNamara, Sean Holland and Danny Chaplin. Thanks to Jim in the control tower. And all that remains is for me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>